Hi guys, we're your hosts Jillian and Kaylin, and this is Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on all the things you never learned growing up, like how to buy a home, manage stress, crush your love life, land your dream job, and how to love yourself more, because we could all be a little kinder to ourselves. We're still figuring out how to get our shit together, so we're calling in the experts and the hustlers for some real talk and legit tips on how to live your best life. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Hi friends, we hope you've been enjoying some much deserved downtime as we all prep for 2023 and just exist in this like very weird time between Christmas and New Year's where no one knows what day it is. (laughs) So today we are kicking it back to one of our most tactical, helpful episodes from back in January 2021 because we're all starting to think about how we want to show up in the new year and how to set realistic goals that we can actually achieve. Yeah, and this is not your basic let's set some New Year's resolutions lecture. Like we dive into why you need to set clear goals versus ambiguous resolutions, give you our tried and true secret sauce to fail-proofing your plans for 2023, and we've updated our goal-setting cheat sheet, which outlines all the steps to creating and achieving your goals this year. So go to teachmehowtoadult.ca forward slash goals to download that. We hope this episode helps you kick off 2023 with a clear direction and the motivation to chase and achieve all of your dreams. Whatever you're striving for, we believe in you. You've got this. 2023 is our year, kids. Thank you again for all of your support and happy new year, my dears. Happy new year. So today we're breaking down what a SMART goal is and eight ways that you can plan and achieve any goal you set. So first off, you have to start with what is your why? Why is this goal important to you? And write down what makes it so valuable and worthwhile. And that motivating statement will really help see you through if you start to doubt yourself or lose confidence. I love that because that's sort of like the driving force that keeps you going at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And number two, what's also really important is to make them positive. So writing your goals down using active positive language instead of passive negative language is so key. You got to believe it to achieve it. So Mm -hmm. for example, instead of saying, I will watch less Netflix, try saying, I will be more intentional with spending my free time in a fulfilling and productive way. And it sounds kind of like frou-frou, but that sort of twist of your language is just going to make it a little bit more easier. And more positive. Like it's less punishing. It's less about like, I won't eat this and more about I will eat more of this. And then you're opening up this path where you're not trying to subtract things from your life. You're trying to add better things to your life for you. Totally. And it's almost like an affirmation. You're like manifesting that this will happen and I'm going to do it. Yeah. 100%. Okay, so now we've arrived at SMART goals. A lot of you have probably heard of SMART goals by now, and it makes a huge difference between a dream and an action. So your goals should be S, specific. You have to be really clear and well-defined and granular in what your goals are. Mm -hmm. And then you have to make them measurable. So include amounts and dates so you can measure the degree of success. Because if your goal is just Reduce expenses. How are you going to know when you've succeeded? How much do you want to reduce them by? What's your benchmark? Like what are the dates you need to check in with yourself and see if you're on track? So get those numbers going and make sure they're attainable. So they need to be reasonable and doable so that you're setting yourself up for success. Because if you have some ridiculous goal for the year that really probably isn't possible, you're kind of wasting your time and setting yourself up for failure and it's going to detract from other goals that you could actually achieve. So key. Then you want to make sure it's relevant. So goals should obviously be relevant to the direction you want your life and career to take. Like there's, I'm sure we could all think of hundreds of goals we want, whether it's like cleaning the cupboard under our sink or like learning to run a marathon. There's tons of things we could do. So 
try when you're setting goals like that are overarching for the year ahead to really make sure that they line up with the path that you want your life to take so that you can continue to prioritize them. And then lastly, you want them to be time sensitive. So when you're working on a deadline, a sense of urgency really increases your achievement and it will make it all happen that much quicker. So if it's like by the end of 2021, I want to be able to do this thing. There's not much urgency there. Mm -hmm. Like it's easy to get sidetracked. But if you make very time sensitive benchmarks along the way, there's urgency. There's like, okay, if I want to learn to play the guitar really well by the end of 2021, then by the end of Q1, I need to be able to play freaking Claire de la Lune on the guitar, <laughs> you know? Nice choice. Nice choice. So yeah, yeah. Have some time sensitive goals along the way that lead you to your overarching why. And that's also super helpful if you have multiple goals because you can like break them out and maybe focus on one for the first three months of the year and just break it out into Mm -hmm. different chunks too. So those are your SMART goals, friends. And the fourth one is integrating your goals into your everyday life. So that means scheduling it in your calendar so it's a non-negotiable. Making to-do list templates that has your goals at the top of it and you just check it off every single day. Journaling or checking in with yourself, posting your goals in visible places to remind yourself, like mirror sticky notes, a calendar so Mm -hmm. you can cross it off when you've achieved it. You're basically just visualizing and manifesting your goals every single day. Another thing to keep in mind is that you want to work in bite-sized pieces. So scheduling bite-sized chunks will be less overwhelming. It's a lot easier to focus on a series of small goals that you can control. So Break your big dreams down into small steps and then you can check it off along the way because it is daunting and overwhelming to have some huge lofty thing that you've never done before hanging over you. But when you break it down into the little weekly actions that you can do, it's totally possible. Yeah, way easier. The next thing you want to do is make a plan. So research shows that you are two to three times more likely to stick to your goals if you make a specific plan for when, where, and how you will perform the behavior. Yeah, and it actually works. So psychologists call that specific planning implementation intentions because when you state when, where, and how you intend to implement a particular behavior, studies show that it increases the odds that people will actually start exercising or begin recycling or stick with studying and it just works. And Mm -hmm. another key to this is taking your goal and outlining all the steps you have to take in order to reach it and make that action plan, like starting Mm -hmm. at the very, very, very beginning. So for example, if you want to work out three times a week, really what you need to figure out is, okay, do I need to go to bed early enough so I can get a full eight hours of sleep so I actually have the energy to work out? Right. Do I need to limit my screen time? Do I need to chat with my partner or my roommate to make sure that like I can have a space to work out during the day? Yeah. Do you need some fun new workout clothes to keep you motivated or pre-schedule your workout classes? Like These are all the things that you have to take into account instead of just saying, I will work out three times a week. There's so much more that goes into it. Yeah. And like set those reminders in your calendars, like have it as a Mm non-negotiable. That also keeps you accountable, which is the seventh major key to goal setting. Sharing with people will really help you achieve your dreams. So having an accountability buddy, as I like to call them, it just keeps you honest. Because if I tell Karen I'm going to do something and and she checks in and was like, oh, how did that like virtual workout class go? Or, oh, did you finish writing that piece that you really wanted to write? Mm-hmm. I will feel like I I have to commit to this because I've now shared that with someone and they're going to follow 
up. Disappoint them. (laughs) Exactly. And then also set a time frame in which you're going to evaluate your progress and hold yourself accountable. So that can be your own personal time frame or you can you can share it with your accountability buddy. And then, you know, these actions have to happen with this within this time frame. And there's going to be someone checking in on me. Another fascinating thing that we found in our research is the need to ruthlessly eliminate your goals, which is something that I didn't do in 2020 and thus did not stick to any of my 15 goals. I mean, it was hard. It was a hard year. But yeah, so psychologists refer to this as goal competition, which means that one of the greatest barriers to achieving your goals is literally your other goals. So your goals are competing with one another for your time and attention. So the best thing we can do to counter this is learn to reorganize your priorities when you need to so that you can press pause on less important things and focus on one major goal at a time, Mm -hmm. usually the most pressing one based on what's going on in your life. So for big and important goals, you just need to focus on one thing and eliminate the distractions and know that you can always come back to the others. You're just putting them on the back burner. Yeah. And that's honestly so key because something has to give, especially if you're adding something new into your schedule or your routine. I mean, Mm -hmm. I always usually just focus on three things because that's all I have the mental capacity for. But normally that means I'm deprioritizing other stuff. And it's also just going to help you avoid burnout because if you're trying to do everything at 50% capacity, it's just not going to serve you. So deprioritizing the things that don't matter will just make more room for the things that do. So key. A hundred percent. That's something that I've never even considered till this year, and we're going to dive into it in a sec, but Kaylin and I both ran our goals through this kind of filter that we created, and one step was deprioritizing. Like, what are you going to remove? Because you're not getting more hours in the day. (laughs) So what are you doing less of to create more time and space for the thing that you want to do more? And I had never done that before, and I was like, whoa, this is... It's helpful. This is a game changer. Like, this is necessary. And no wonder I've never really had a lot of follow through with some of my big important goals year over year because I've never actually carved out the space and removed something to make room. So yep. so James Clear, who is a renowned author, best-selling author of Atomic Habits um, and an entrepreneur and a speaker, he uses this perfect analogy when it comes to goal setting of a rose bush. So rose bushes create more buds than they can sustain. So they need to be pruned to bring out the best in them. So if you want a rose bush to thrive, You've got to cut away some of the good buds so the truly great ones can have a chance to blossom. Like, oh. how smart is that? It literally so boils everything smart. that we're talking about down into one perfect analogy because our goals are exactly the same. They need to be pruned so that the immediate, most important ones can succeed. Otherwise, none of them are going to reach their full bloom. I love that. I'm going to go buy myself a rose bush just to remind myself right? of that. <laughs> I killed mine. So oh, I got no. rid of them all. Oh, no. <laughs> No goals. All goals eliminated. Oh, dear. Well, to make it easy for everyone, including ourselves, we created a cheat sheet that outlines all of these steps to creating and achieving your goals. And honestly, it's a serious game changer. Jill mentioned we just did it and we are so pumped to tackle our goals because it actually seems achievable. So if you want to download it, you can find it at teachmehowtoadult.ca forward slash goals. Do it and stick around for a sec because we're going to walk you through our goals and how we put ourselves through this very rigorous system. And it's worthwhile to listen to because it's been a game changer for both of us. And we're telling you so you can keep us accountable. Right. We we really need that. (laughs) So, Kaylin, why don't you kick us off and keep in mind, this is we're just walking you through one of our goals. I think we both have three major goals and we're breaking it down into all the little pieces. So it may sound like a lot of different 
micro goals, but it's actually just all laddering up into one big one. And I think this will be really helpful considering a lot of you were super interested in health as your goal for next year, which yeah. is both both of our goals as well. Um, but for 2021, my biggest thing is I really want to prioritize self-care and relaxation daily and really, mm-hmm. aka, manage my stress and anxiety that I feel on a daily basis. Yeah. So basically my why for doing this is I know that by focusing on that, it's just going to make me a happier, creative, productive, and just better person, be a better wife, better Mm -hmm. friend, better daughter, better employee, if I am at my best and not stressed out every day. Yeah. I've, we've both seen each other at our most stressed and anxious and it it doesn't bring out the best in anyone. So it's, it's a really great goal because we've had a few stressful years. Yeah. And lately I've been noticing that it's been affecting my memory really badly if I'm just at like running over capacity. So taking a step back and just relaxing is, is something I really need to focus on. So I've got my why and I know I'm able to integrate it into my daily life because I'll be journaling and checking in with myself daily to make sure that I've done something that day to relax. I'll schedule it into bite-sized chunks by carving out like an hour a day for me to take my downtime. My plan consists of limiting TV shows, reading more, spending more time with Rio and and Gabe, calling a friend, basically just doing things that fuel my soul instead of aimlessly scrolling on Instagram and binging Netflix. Yeah. And I love that you stated it in a positive way too, because instead of just being like, I'm not going to watch as much Netflix Mm -hmm. or doom scroll, you were like, doom scroll. I'm, I'm looking at Kaylin's outline right now. And instead you put in things that you could do to fill that time with more soulful activities that will bring you more joy, like baking and writing and yeah. DIYing. Like you have this entire set of activities that you can schedule every week. Exactly. And then in terms of accountability, of course, Jill, you're my go-to gal. I've got Gabe. Got you. We're going to make it happen. You guys are going to hold me accountable. And then I already mentioned it, but in order for me to achieve this, I obviously something's got to give. So I need to make sure that I'm not working crazy hours. I'm scrolling less on Instagram. I'm mindfully spending my time the way I want to spend it. And then I'm going to follow the smart formula. But that's basically how I'm going to achieve my goal of de-stressing daily. Yeah, I love that. So walk us through yours. Okay, so my big goal for this year is to seriously prioritize my health and my fitness so that my body functions optimally because I'm coming up on 30 and I have never felt so many weird changes as I have in the past year in terms (laughs) of just being like more sore and more exhausted and like unexplained headaches and just digestive stuff just all sorts of things that you're like okay it is time that we address these things and not just sweep everything under the rug so my why really is that I've never prioritized my health my previous goals throughout my life have always been about like controlling my body and my size and my weight which hasn't really been that productive or healthy so this year I, I really do want it to be about feeling healthy and nourished and fit more rested, a sharper mind, like less sore and sluggish, and just to feel like I'm in control of my body and I, I'm feeling results based on positive actions I'm taking for it. I love that because you're, again, you're spinning it into a positive because I, I do feel like a lot of people kick off their, their New Year's goals by saying, I want to lose 30 pounds or 50, 40 pounds or whatever it is. And it's so negative, but mm-hmm. you just want to be your best self. And I think that that's so great. Yeah, I do. And it sounds, I don't know, it might it might come off as cliche, but it's it's genuine. This is the first year of my life that I actually feel like I want to, I don't know, just heal myself from inside out and not just reduce myself or not just like restrict. Like, obviously, I would love to feel a bit better about myself. I'm sure most people would. 
but that doesn't need to be the goal. That can just be a byproduct. Mm -hmm. So in terms of integrating it into my daily life, I'm going to be super conscious and intentional every day with movement and with my food choices. So I'm going to schedule it into bite-sized chunks by having specific days where I meal prep every single week to ensure I have the proper foods and groceries to just feel a little healthier and better. Like my, my old team at work had a joke of like, when's the last time Jill ate a vegetable? So like, I'm not joking when I say that I really do need to have like myself properly equipped every week to make sure that I'm not just eating like crackers and eggs and cereal and you know. So I'm also going to schedule in specific workouts and times throughout the week. And in terms of the plan, I've broken it down into really specific granular things. So I know I want to work out three times a week. I know it'll be 45 minutes to an hour. I want to move every day, even if it's in a small way, even if it's just skipping for five minutes or doing some planks. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to eat at least two full servings of fruits and vegetables a day. So two meals a day need to be like lots of fruits and veggies, which will be a challenge. Um, Hit me up with your veggie recipes. I want to drink 60 ounces of water daily because as anyone who knows me knows, I'm a dehydrated bitch. So we got to get some water in this. (laughs) And also limiting alcohol intake, I think, over... The various quarantines we've had this year, I've really just indulged in a bit too much booze and I feel, you know, a bit sluggish and gross because of it. So I'd like to just do it a bit more intentionally and not Mm -hmm. cut it out entirely, but be a little smarter. And I know I've got people in my corner to help keep me accountable and to cheer me on. And in terms of deprioritizing, because, you know, adding more working out, meal prepping and all those things, something will have to give. Yeah, it's a lot. So I've decided this year that if I'm going to be watching Netflix or FaceTiming with my friends or my partner, I need to be incorporating movement or meal prep in that. So I can multitask or I can limit those activities so I have more time to move and meal prep, uh, less time doom scrolling on Instagram and more time just pursuing my goals. Probably need to deprioritize pasta, cheese, and alcohol a bit, which... Pasta and cheese, I love that. Breaks my little heart. <laughs> I'll still I'll still give pasta and cheese a place in my life, but they just can't be okay, good. the only things that I consume. Because what is life without pasta like, literally and nothing. And so, yeah, in terms of making it smart, I just really got specific about, like, my minimum number of steps per day and how I'm... The dates, you know, Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4, the results that I really want to see. I've outlined how attainable it is, why it's super relevant to my life. This quote really stuck with me. I heard someone say that health is not the absence of sickness. Sickness is the absence of health. And it blew my mind because I've always been like, yeah, I'm really, I'm pretty healthy. I'm relatively free of any health issues. But that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that I'm really healthy. Like I've been treating my body like shit for years. I'm very, very fortunate to not have serious medical problems. But I need to start taking accountability for myself now. In terms of being time sensitive, I have lots of check-ins throughout the year to keep myself on track and to keep that sense of urgency. Love it. I'm excited. I'm so excited. This is key. Honestly, this doing this exercise has been a, just a total game changer. I've never done it like this before, and I just feel so motivated. I'm really excited for what's to come. These are just a few of our goals, and we've got lots of goals for the podcast that we've been setting and for mm-hmm. our careers and all the aspects of our life, but there's good things coming. Yeah, and we hope this helps you guys just slay 2021 with a clearer direction and just get that motivation and planning ready so that no matter what happens you're going to be pandemic proof in the new year. Yeah. And it can still be a good year for you. That's like the big thing I think I realized in 2020 is it can be like a really bad year in the world and in society. But Mm -hmm. if you have structure in place to try to continue living your best life, like 
you can be okay. You know, lots of exterior things can happen that can really rock you. But I think as we've learned throughout the year in our resilience episode and lots of episodes we've done, the more inner work you do, the more steady you can stay in turbulent times. And just getting clear on your why is so, Mm -hmm. so important. I think that that's going to help guide a lot of a lot of people this year. I think so too. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this journey this year and supporting this podcast. It has meant the world to us. This gave us so much purpose and motivation and all of the goals to get us through 2020. And we can't wait to share more inspiration and adulting tips with you in the coming year. We love you guys. Happy New Year's friends. So there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard today, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a comment or a rating. And we'd love it if you would share this with your friends by screenshotting the episode and sharing it on social by tagging at Teach Me How to Adult Podcast and DM us with any topics or guests you'd like to hear on the show. See you next time. Bye. Bye.